Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Guys, it's an eight. Well... But again, the 20 is looking right at me. It doesn't count. (laughs) Imagine me pulling down a board. Brittany, let me explain this again. (laughs) <laughs> I take twenty minutes to sing you a song about how only a twenty actually counts as a twenty. Is there a song about that? <laughs> no, but I think we have to write it now. I think we, yeah, I think we're contractually obligated at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I do have something right here at the top of the hour that uh, I figure might be a fun little thing for everybody to know. Mm-hmm. Brittany, our oldest Uh-oh. sister Jessica also did not Uh-oh. know that we were not eating gruel as children. <laughs> so i feel like i have to text our brother at some point and just make sure he's also aware of this the lies our parents tell us just update everybody on that status you're not alone i'm worried there's going to be a confrontation (laughs) we have to have an intervention um did you go to her and be like, oh, my God, you wouldn't even believe Brittany thought I, we were eating girl for real. And she's like, were we not? And... <laughs> I didn't say it so much like that. I was just saying how funny it was when we were recording the show and how I thought that might be a thing that we would have to uh, unpack a little bit when it got there. And so as I was explaining this very funny little moment that happened on the show, Jessica was looking at me with this face and she was like, wait, it was. <laughs> and so, no. So that was just a quick, quick, uh food kitchen update for everybody (laughs) and now we can get back down to business well we start after quite the cliffhanger i would say yeah the biggest cliffhanger i think we've had in that there's imminent death Mm -hmm. on the line or imminent destruction yeah hopefully not deaths but for sure destruction potentially death Mm -hmm. yeah and this is a this is a real intense um sensation too knowing that this is a three minute timeline to deal with this problem i mean obviously Uh like in game terms that can be longer but still like three minutes is nothing which you know good on duck like immediately the thought is get everybody out of the store and good on duck for asking for help immediately too Mm -hmm. from his dear friends aubrey and ned yeah i like i liked that 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 was the first thought yeah say and not everybody does that never forget (laughs) and jake Jake, who has to offer up his services, but yes, it's appreciated. Let's go, man. I love how he offers up his services and is told, yeah, just don't get in the way. Or just, I don't know, because again, he's the baby. He's just a little buddy. He's, he... <laughs> man, we're going to be real disappointed whenever we learn what Jake is and he's not a rabbit, huh? Or absolutely delighted when he is. <laughs> That's true. It can only end two ways, Griffin. It's in your court now. <laughs> You tell us how this is going to go. And then as they're all running to the store, Aubrey, I like to imagine she just heard the urgency in Duck's voice and was like, we got to go now. And so Mm -hmm. I like that Trav initially is going to use this kind of push ability on himself, but then uses it on Duck instead because it's like he knows what's up. He needs to go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think my my mental image in the course of like even Griffin trying to figure out how they were going to play this so that it made sense. Yeah. Um, I think I I just had this image of you know like pointing a magic like snowblower at him and him just like scooting <laughs> along the snow and ice. Like, just. <laughs> I love that. My mind had gone to kind of the way 
Griffin ended up saying it. Not mm. I hadn't so much thought of like the running down the hill, but in my mind it was kind of like almost as if he was levitating a bit, but his feet yeah. were still on the ground. Like he was just almost lighter and could then move faster. Have you guys ever been in it? Well, probably Brittany has. Have you been in one of those winter, winter storms where like a really strong gust of wind like hits you where it's like it's you know sometimes in chicago i would get those like down by the lake that you could lean against the wind it was so powerful Mm -hmm. and it did kind of feel that way as if it was like um you know pushing you forward and kind of lifting you off your feet even though it didn't really oh for sure i i absolutely have been in one of those we had a crazy really windy super wind where we had to cancel school we had a wind day Dead. Because, like, kindergartners were being swept off sure. their feet. Oh, no. They're going to be blown right into the next town. <laughs> exactly. They're over mnemonic. We have to go get them now. <laughs> but on our walk home, because, of course, the teachers got there, were like, we can't do this. Sure. <laughs> it took sure. us forever because you're fighting the wind. The walk home was wonderful, though. It took half the time because the wind was at our backs <laughs> and pushing us. And so, yeah, yeah. we're moving a lot faster and at points, we would just, like, jump up in the air and see if it would scoot us forward. And sometimes <laughs> it did. And we're like, oh, my God. It was amazing. And we kept making jokes about, like, we should have gotten, like, bags and just held it over our heads and oh. just floated home. Oh. Ooh, now I want to try that. Did not do that. But, yeah, so I could see it pretty well. Yeah. So you guys had a, kind of a direct reference. Mm. I don't think I do. I really was just kind of, as soon as he said the running down the hill, it was like, okay, now I can kind of tap into what they're thinking here. Yeah. Which, when you're old, that's scary. It is. That thought <laughs> of you're like, like, ooh, I am about to beat it right into this grass. can't stop. My knees are old. No. <laughs> uh, but I like that Ned hangs back. Like, he's going to take a minute and try to assess the situation instead of also mm-hmm. rushing forward into the fray here. I appreciated that. Like, these realistic mm-hmm. responses from all three of them for yeah. their characters. And it was a smart like strategic play on Clint's part as well because you know they're running into the circumstance they they know they don't have a lot of time exactly but if they don't know what the danger is yes. from right. they may not be able to solve the problem so so having that you know saying okay this is the thing that I can do to contribute to this yeah. that was that was a good play and that's where we learn because none of us we kind of guessed at the end of the last episode what how we thought this <laughs> this crushing might happen uh I never would have gone yeah to no pizza sign pizza hut sign pizza hut sign mm-hmm. which i took a moment because <laughs> i had to remember what a pizza hut sign looks like because we don't have mm. one i of course live in a very small <laughs> not small village anymore but i live in a village we do not have highways nor do we have any <laughs> chain restaurants so Brag. we don't have oh we do have a subway sorry taking it back <laughs> um but i haven't seen you watch that sign a giant highway sign in a long time. Mm. And so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what is even the pizza sign look yeah. like? Because I, I genuinely don't remember. So I spent enough time looking at the word pizza that it stopped being a word. And I was like... <laughs> it stopped being a word, they, yeah. They spelled it weird, right? Like, that's not how you spell pizza. There's a T in there. And I'm like, <laughs> no, what is wrong with you? So it was just a weird three-minute moment of me just <laughs> looking at the sign, like, the sign's going to kill us all, <laughs> and not believing in the word pizza. That was my morning. <laughs> now you've got me thinking about it, too, because now I'm like, man, why would you want to buy a pizza from a hut? 
That doesn't right. sound like a place you want to get pizza. And is it a little it? hat well, or is it a roof? Is it representative of a hut or is it a little man wearing a, a red hat? Well, the roof seems to look like that. The old right. pizza okay. huts. The, that's the, the shape of yeah, the... Yeah, that shape on top of that Griffin called the hat. Exactly. Yeah, was how the roof looks. When it's not a little bird, yeah. it's a hat. <laughs> it's not a roof anymore. It See? does look like a hat. Well, it's like how nobody knew what the Arby's sign was for a long time either. I was going to go to that, but I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Listen, welcome to our new uh, fast food podcast. The Munch Squad. What the hell is that? Just specifically about signage. Yes, yes. Which sign would you want to be crushed by? Ooh, there's our question. There's our poll. (laughs) Speaking of polls, this one is starting to push over with the force of this wind that's happening that was not done by Aubrey, yes. this other wind that had brought this storm in for everybody. So Duck gets into Mr. Tarkeesian's store mm-hmm. where Mr. Tarkeesian is talking to, please remind me of her name. Janice. Janice, Janice the mail carrier. Who I kind of picture as uh, Sadie's mom in... Um, yes, me too. <laughs> in Steven Universe, just because she's really great. <laughs> And she does get out. We don't know who this third person is. And Mr. Turkesian isn't really listening to Duck as he's trying to beg him to get out of this store right now. Yeah. How does yeah, Duck, I, the get duck pulling done. out his ranger bag? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, oh, that that was what he thought was, was going like, to work. Yeah, like, let's throw my weight around here a little bit. <laughs> that was extremely good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And remind me, does Ned's shouting cause Aubrey to go to the sign? I can't remember what drew her over Um, to it. Or did she just hear it? I think she sees... I think they see it start to fall. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think, like, Ned says something about it, too. But, yeah, they they notice that it's starting to to bend, like, to sway in the breeze. And then Aubrey focuses on it. It's like, oh, if I can push it this way, then it won't land right on the building. Yeah. And then that's where you get the whole Dave's dehumidifier depot. It was very good yeah. thinking. Right. Are we going to aim it <laughs> at a competitor? Which, are there just droves of people in the dehumidifier depot? And, like, only two at the general store that sells everything? Like, how how moist well, but you is don't this know. town? That's it. You don't know. This is, see, it's like the trolley, it's kind of like a, a, a modified version of the trolley problem, like they talk mm-hmm, about in The Good Place, mm-hmm. which is a philosophy experiment before The Good Place, but um, but yeah, like, you can say, well, there's probably fewer people, because there's a certainty that those folks in, in Leo's shop will be crushed, but we don't know if there's anybody in the dehumidifier depot, but how do you know it's not like like a, a bunch of babies like there's a birthday party at the dehumidifier depot right and it's just like lousy with with one-year-old babies because you don't know so how do you make a decision about which way it should fall i just need to take a moment i really appreciate the phrase lousy, lousy with one-year-old babies <laughs> it's extremely good and i just want to make sure everybody caught that but you're exactly right we don't know who's in dave's dehumidifier depot it could be a party. There could be children in there. Children are crazy for dehumidifiers, so this all does track. <clears throat> maybe it's the only place one of those kids could have it. We don't know. Oh, maybe he has horrible say. asthma. And must There you go. Be... <laughs> he could only have the so party. Aubrey's thought Wait, isn't is... that a humidifier instead of a de? That's the wrong way, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I on. don't have asthma. I don't know. I'm in perfect health. <laughs> she says, hacking up a lung. All right. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> it's wonderful. 
But it's a good idea Aubrey has to make the to make yes. the sign fall yes. a different direction. It really is. And it like how if if that role had worked, we could have yeah. sidestepped a lot of then everything that happens, which again let's just reaffirms how interesting and I think on your toes everybody has to be when playing this game, including Griffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had this role been a success. Uh, but it wasn't at all a success. I do appreciate no. that Ned wanted to help. Yeah, yeah. That the effort was made in wanting to help, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have made a difference, which was why, which I appreciate. It's realistic. But even if he had wanted to, I was thinking, it was like, how do you make that... Make sense dramatically. Yeah, yeah, or in the story. And it was like, I guess even if she started melting and he kind of pushed, because even if you moved it a little bit, you could yeah. change the trajectory of mm-hmm. it. Uh, but obviously that did not end up happening at all. And she slices right through this shit. And I'm trying to remember the width of these kind of poles. Is it like bear hug around? Um, or? Um, I don't know if I've ever been close to the base of one of the. I mean, because the ones that they have, like he's talking about, that are on the side of the road, I've seen. So those are enormous. Right. Like, they're really right. big, some of them. So, you know, I mean, there's like the regular large Pizza Hut sign that might be at some places. But then I've right. seen ones that are like double that size. Almost. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So the poles for those are probably pretty mm-hmm. big, but they're also probably hollow. So, you know, I mean, they're designed to withstand like normal wind or something, mm-hmm. but it is yeah. believable that one could break oh, or yeah. melt it or cut it down in some way. Yeah. Well, I had actually looked up fallen signs which took me way far away from what i was looking for and then i specified because i know i'd seen it the fallen mcdonald's sign and that thing is spooky because it's like twice the size of a car fallen in the parking lot yeah and i was like oh god like yeah this is a terrifying situation yeah we need everybody to be more aware about giant sign safety Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what we're here for this is our (laughs) this is our call out to you dear listener just be mindful they're very big say show your reverence to these giant signs (laughs) give a little nod a little wink and a nod always just you know give it a side eye so in in her trying to prevent the amount of damage she kind of hastens it which Ned wanting to help Aubrey wasn't going to do anything, but then Ned wanting to help Duck was yeah. able to do something, yes. which I really appreciate. Again, I'm a Ned stan, so of course <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about how great he is all the time. He's such a good boy. <laughs> it was good teamwork. He, it really was. What I really love about Ned yeah. is he does play kind of the back character in that I want to stand mm-hmm. back, but very often plays a very courageous character in mm-hmm. I'm going to drive my car and get the monster to follow me. I'm going to... I don't know. I can't remember what he did with the water monster, he but I know he do- oh took it the, out. the food. He dove right into the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now with this, wants to help, wants to kind of make sure everyone's going to be okay, and he does pretty much the craziest, most courageous thing that I for sure would have never done. Absolutely. Yeah. In the clutch. Mm-hmm. In the clutch. Ned is there. Mm-hmm. Well, and in this situation, it it made a huge difference too because. At that point, the sign was coming down. Duck is in there. Pretty much all he can do is tackle Leo to safety, yes. like like a real hero. I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, I'm going to throw True. myself on top of this other yes. person. But I mean, I think that that based on um, the way things were going, if the, he hadn't gotten that like extra uh-huh. extra help from Ned, that situation would have gone a lot worse than it did. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think that was right on the, you know, in terms of Griffin having to adjust um, 
on the fly to yeah. you know, like what's going to happen and how that was definitely that razor's edge of you know between something really breaking bad um and not right absolutely agree and <laughs> i just want to really give a moment to highlight that the sick joy in griff's tone when he <laughs> says that ned has now opened himself up to danger i just want to make sure mm. everybody catches it when he <laughs> does yeah. that shit <laughs> It is there. That boy's a satan. Yeah, it's a, a diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can hear those those uh, evil gears starting to mm-hmm. turn in there. Absolutely. Just like, what am I going to do with this? Uh, but you're totally right. In Ned shouting and helping, he's able to tackle him. And he and Leo are okay. Yeah. Okay, except for being pelted with canned goods. Well... And I just want to remind everybody. Yeah, which good hurts. Good God. Yeah, when he <laughs> says you were showered with cans, Miami was like, oh no, like that just bruises all day. Think of how much worse it could have been if it wasn't, presumably, like if we picture it, it's hitting Duck's back, which isn't ideal, of course, yeah. but it could have been like on their heads. They could have right. been chest up. And Duck Leo is extra tough. tough. Brunt of T-U-F-F. It. He's so. extra tough. T-U-F-F. And it depends on what their cans of. Because mm-hmm. you know, like a like a can of he uh, did say tomato soup. sauce or something is going to hurt a lot more than spam. What? Oh, it's soup. He yeah, said right. Soup. Those, right. Those, those could have been spam. Spam isn't heavy. Just saying. <laughs> I have Everybody go down to your closest store toe. and just shake <laughs> the, ki- the, sh- the the shelves of soup and see how much it hurts. When go they down to your you. pantry. And see how quickly you get thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> I have had to readjust my shelving situations because the the shelf was bowing under. The, mm, the weight of mm-hmm. all the ice soup cans. I get it. I defo did think you were about to say, I have had a shelf of soup cans fall on me. And I was going to say, Brittany, what is your life even? It's going to have to be like, well, this is story time now. Tell us about it. I'm glad that hasn't happened to you, my dear sister. Hey, not yet. Not good. Okay. <laughs> but yes, luckily, Duck is a very tough boy. And so it doesn't, at least not that we hear, he doesn't really take damage. They don't say it. I don't so. think. I think they he's never good. say. He's good to go. No, I don't think so. He's yeah. fine. Don't even worry about it. Uh, you know who's not fine, though? Let's talk about poor Aubrey. Oh. <laughs> How bad did everybody feel for this this poor girl? And Trav played it very well. He, her yeah. reaction yeah. to fucking yeah. up that role. Yeah, like he basically did a hard move on himself, mm-hmm. which was a, a ballsy move, but a good one, I think, um, dramatically. And it, and it made it totally made sense. I mean, even not knowing what exactly the context was at that point i think it still made sense like oh no she's got because we knew there was something right we we knew there's something in in her past that we didn't know about right because then even this happens later but when duck goes to her and he's trying to get her to talk to him you hear her say not again Uh uh-huh which of course immediately you're like oh shit so this is yeah we don't know what happened at that point we didn't know what happened but we knew there was some other reason why she would react so... What's the word I'm looking for? Violently? Dramatically? Viscerally? Dramatically works. Uh, extremely? Viscerally? Yeah, yeah. All of these are very good. <laughs> why she would react all of those ways to... This is our new thesaurus segment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And it was a, a pretty dire situation still because, like, what yeah. we know is that inside they're okay. But in terms of, yes. well, at that moment they're okay. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what she would have seen from the outside oh, yeah. and even what they're seeing from the inside, like Griffin's description of, you know, that the ceiling has basically caved in and there's just this light. Yeah. And you can see, like, some of the letters. <laughs> P- um, P- and I know it was kind of, yeah, I know that was kind of like a goof. But the idea of that, of, of the power going out in this place and oh. everything collapsing and just seeing... 
this, this eerie uh-huh. glow. That was really ominous and scary. Like, it seems like a situation with a, a really imminent threat. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. He painted very good ambiance in that moment. It's straight up some horror movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I wasn't sure if the danger was over just because you've got yeah. all of these shells. You've got beams. Like, the thing fell, but the destruction might not be done. Yeah. And then he says it's not done falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not done falling. And luckily Ned doesn't freak out because then he and Duck are somehow <laughs> having this conversation about the uh what is it, the Skymaster? Flymaster. Flymaster. Fly I always want to say Skymaster. Because Skymaster's a better Sky name. Master, That's pretty good. <laughs> I think we keep saying that. Say Flymaster is a fishing rod. Skymaster mm. is the master of the sky. You're gonna just take over the skies. <laughs> I'm so glad that that's where Duck's beautiful mind went. Uh, But it did in that moment. You just go, what the fuck are you even going to do with that thing? So can I tell you what I thought he was going to do? Please. Okay. I thought that they were going to somehow strap the Flymaster onto the pole and Mm. send it off into the ether. Just go. (laughs) (laughs) Just send it away away. like one of those... uh, Sky fairies, the, yes. the one that flew off into oh, no. the sky Which of course, and never came back. What goes up must come down. It would probably land on another house, but yeah, this is not our. Yeah, word. that would not have yeah. been. Or I could just go into the middle of the woods, just straight into space. Exactly. But it did sound like, as they kind of unpacked it a little bit, it seemed like Duck was thinking: if you put this on, you can kind of grab a hold of the pole yeah. or the sign at some point and just hold on to it, and then use that thing to move it. And Ned takes a very different approach of how he's going to use his entire body to try to just push this sign off of the store. It's some some interesting, interesting physics in this concept. It was very good. I was very into it, but it was uh, certainly a flexible interpretation of how how any of that was going to work, I think. Absolutely. As it was playing out, as he was doing this, of course, you're just thinking in your mind, like, please don't do this. And Griffin is <laughs> saying, you're a, you're a yeah. man. You're a... <laughs> Ned is not just a tough boy. how human bodies work. <laughs> <laughs> this is soft. This is all soft. So as we know, it ends up working, and they're describing just this destruction, essentially, of Ned. Uh, yeah. And he takes the four damage. And even Griff saying, like, if he doesn't get help immediately... Which we don't know what's about to happen next. So in that moment, mm-hmm. my note here just says, if you even kill Ned, and that was all I had. Like, this would be a two-person show from here on out if they had killed yeah. Ned. I'd be yeah. like, uh, guess who's not coming back? Me. <laughs> but that whole, like, I mean, obviously they had to have this discussion in the middle about how it was actually going to play out. Yeah. But, like, listening to it the second time, the, the buildup where there's this kind of, like, collaborative improvising while, um, oh while my God, Ned yes. and Duck are discussing and describing, like, the aspects of the Flymaster and, <laughs> and where the handles are and that, the, that so there's good. a radio, apparently. And turn that it off. so That's funny. Annoying. And then Clint, Clint doing, like, the scream oh, and getting away from Mike yes. as it takes off was, was absolutely priceless and perfect. And I love that that in this moment when he realized that it was not going to go that well, that he still made the character choice of like, no, Ned doesn't look cool at all. He's just flailing <laughs> his arms and legs. Thank you so much for uh, circling back around to that because I don't know how I almost can pass such a perfect moment. Him hitting the button and taking off, that whole scene was just brilliant. I don't want to say it was worth him being hospitalized, but, you <laughs> but, know, it was I pretty mean, funny, though. are you entirely wrong, though? I mean, we have to take certain roads to get there. It's fun. He got to the hospital. It's he fun. did. He did. 
It's okay. I love the... Well, I don't love the visual. Obviously, it's not ideal. But both Aubrey and Ned in the same ambulance with Duck, I assume, holding both of their hands or hand on both of their shoulders. Just like, oh, this is my team. Thank goodness. They were already... The paramedics were already on the way because, again, those four points of damage... How many, they only have six total, right? I actually yes. have no idea. Yes, and, okay. and it's um so like the unstable one that right. you you like over time you would lose right more, like you lose yeah. the that points from sense. the injury when it's unstable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tracks. This was a close call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very very close, and it didn't need to happen. But hey, you know what? <laughs> now let's take this as a learning experience. Now we know what happens. When you go into the unstable status, oh, and your you your character's about to die, when you put on a jetpack and you run into a giant when, sign, we now know what happens. We now know when you're playing fast and loose with a jetpack, <laughs> you gotta be really careful. I mean, people expect big things from a man with a jetpack, and it it came they, to pass. So. And we did get big things from that man with a jetpack, but not the man Indeed. we thought it was going to be. Oh, interesting! They surprised us. Well, it wasn't destroyed. As far That's as we true. know, the Flymaster yeah. is still out there in the snow somewhere. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, no. If they didn't get it, what if a kid just, oh, look, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Shoots into the sky like a sky dancer. Because <laughs> so, that was where, in my only one listen, I like heard him say it kept going. Yeah. But, okay, so thank you for confirming it isn't necessarily accounted for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did, so not, he did, did not say that it was broken. Yeah. Right. He's like, we'll have to get that. But then... Okay. You know, you're more focused on making sure your friends get to the hospital, which good, <laughs> please. Yeah. Good, good. Priority number one. Absolutely. A duck focus. Mm-hmm. And they get there and mama's there. Well, and can I say at this point, um, I was listening to the episode out loud. And so uh, here comes some story of our sister, our oldest sister again. <laughs> Jessica Bailey laughed every time they said mama. I actually <laughs> thought it was just very amusing. <laughs> And so to the point I had to pause it, be like, is it the fact that it's brothers calling their younger brother mama? Like, what is the, what's the funny part here? And I think she just, it was just the name itself. Because then she was like, is it their mom? And I was like, no. Is she anybody's mom? I don't think so. Not technically. So it was. Things that get you out of context. Right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been listening for so long. You just don't like, even think about here. it. Yeah. You didn't yeah. even think and, about yeah. it. I didn't even think about brothers calling their little brother mama. Like, no, because <laughs> no. it's not. It's mama. It's not Griffin anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. I hadn't really thought about that. That it, right? it is. I think, you know, like, we're already, we've been sort of on, on this specific journey for a while now and, and on a, a longer yeah. kind of journey with them playing these different characters. And there are a lot of times you don't really think about it. Yeah. It's you like the characters kind of in the room. It a, yeah. Yeah. You just roll with it. Travis is a 20-something-year-old girl. Griffin is 18 people. You know, you just roll with it. There's there's a new t-shirt idea for them with, like, like a dice <laughs> on the bottom. This is roll with it. Aww. I love it. Instead of worrying too much team, about team, the fine points. Somewhere on it, we can say something about how, like, an 8 does not count as a 20, even though you can see it. Hey, hey. hey. I'm still looking at it. It's still just glaring at me. <laughs> but so, anyway, Mama is here, and... Of course, no, she's asking, you know, what happened? What was this call? Mm-hmm. We need answers here. We need to know what happened. And Jake can make himself useful. <laughs> you did it, buddy. He's going to go star 69 at star shape, then the sex joke. 
Don't type in 420. <laughs> He's going to want to. That was all very funny. I, I have an old person question for you guys, which is like, I do not think that I would have remembered the existence of Star 69 until they brought it up. Like, I don't oh. really like I immediately remembered it as soon as they said. And I was like, oh, yeah, we used to have to, you know, do Star mm-hmm. 69. And that was actually that was like a an exciting new thing because you used to not oh, just yes. not know who mm-hmm. had called yeah. you. <laughs> It was, it was one of those things, I feel like we had it, but we didn't, I at least, I think was young enough that like, I never really needed to use it until I realized, oh, it was an easy way to just call my friend back. Yeah. But like, that would be like the only time I would ever use it. So I, it was still in my memory. I don't know why necessarily, but I think just because there was that and then there was the one... I feel like there was some other thing that you could just type in on your phone. So four wasn't there something with a four? It was like four twenty. Four twenty. No, it's not four twenty. Four one one. I feel like there was the another information. one. Yeah, four one one or yeah, like you could get because you if you didn't have a number, you would call and like yeah. they would look it up for you. But here was my question. Yeah, I didn't know if Star sixty nine would work on a payphone. Yes, it does. Also, doesn't it just call the number? It doesn't give you the number. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So how yeah. would how would maybe how, I'm guessing because we know <laughs> that he star sixty nines it and has it advanced in he, its age? Well, because we end up learning that it's from the Eastwood Campground and RV mm-hmm. Park, mm-hmm. and I like the way he said campground. <laughs> me too. I'm guessing if nothing else, he calls it and somebody there picks up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Somebody there picks up and is like, hello, RV Park. See, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it had to sense. be like a, a, a pay phone there, yeah. But he yeah, said that he sense. went I through think... the whole phone book to find well, it. Well, Griffin, oh, was, on the, Griffin so... was on the spot trying to figure out how to give them this information. So, And besides, Again, we don't I don't know... give Griffin any leave. No leeway. <laughs> you really don't. I really and I'm don't. I'm going to have to put you in the timeout zone for that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that this isn't like uh, like one of Jake's powers somehow that he can Ooh. like read phone books really quickly, like <laughs> a rabbit? Rabbits have good eyes. Yeah, see, there you go. And they are very quick. <laughs> we all know rabbits are speed readers. We solved this case. <laughs> Dear Griffin, please they do that make thing. Jake they put their little paws over a page. It's all I need. I promise. Okay, here's my promise. I will stop ranking on Griffin's minor mistakes if he makes Jake cool ice a bunny. Okay. The deal has been put in place. We just need both of you to sign on these lines. And we'll see what we can make happen. The contract will be sealed. Mm-hmm. You poor unfortunate souls. Uh, so, I do... <laughs> so... Uh, speaking of the, these boys and how funny they are, uh, which is how I'm going to transition us to this next part. Travis kind of like losing it about <laughs> Justin just not leaving the room as Doug, and like Clint not being unconscious as Ned was very funny because you rarely hear Travis get to the point of being like you guys. So it was very Duck, appreciated. Duck is a good friend. He wanted to make sure he Duck had is... everybody's exact order. <laughs> he wasn't just going to go bring them whatever. He wants to make sure he's getting this right. Aubrey, you've been through, you've had a night. He wants to make sure you're getting the right coffee. <laughs> Duck has a lot of survivor's guilt right now. Absolutely. Also, yeah. is an excellent friend. Also, mm-hmm. doesn't want to take four trips. 
Why would get it right the first time? Mm-hmm. Why waste time? He has had he has had an extraordinarily bad day too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like in terms of since one of his friends has already died. Yeah. Another uh, one yeah. almost did, mm-hmm. and now he's in the hospital with two others. Mm-hmm. So like I think it would make sense that he would be at the point where he's helpful to the point of kind of melting down. Yeah. Helpful I like and this. probably genuinely doesn't want to leave. Uh, yeah. 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 I like that too. Those both make total sense. That's a good, good yeah. point. But I like Trav snapping at his dear family oh. <laughs> as he's just trying to make this moment happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was a good point that like they need to create the story collaboratively, which means yes. they to need to know things that their characters <laughs> yes. don't. Although I also kind of understand the instinct of, of wanting to find those things out as your character does, like from a realism Certainly. standpoint or from like an excitement standpoint for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a, na- it, they, but they were both very natural reactions to the situation. <laughs> well, and then even Justin asking if he should take his headphones off yeah. to being like, do you need me to fully immerse in this now that goofing time is over? Uh, but he's, <laughs> this is still Travis on the tail end of being like, you guys. Uh, <laughs> but so everybody's present. And I like then even Clint saying, should I have mine off if Clint, if yeah. Ned is unconscious? And it's like, no, no, because maybe you hear some of this. Because now we get mm-hmm. into Aubrey's story and we learn more about why she, in her haze, said the words not again when she thought she yeah. killed Duck. Yeah, it's hard to even know how to talk about it, isn't it? I mean, it's, I think that yeah, was, it was so emotionally intense, like versus everything else in in this episode even even with the stakes being high i mean this is something that already happened yeah but Mm -hmm. at the same time i mean this is like a major character moment for aubrey Mm -hmm. in terms of what we know about her as a person and it's dark it yeah it's really dark it's really sad because we knew we kind of had picked up by now of course that the last night she was at home we saw this really sweet moment with her and her parents as she was getting ready to leave the next day and then we, the last we knew was the car rolling up that we had all presumed to be Ned and his Britpop, possibly ex-boyfriend. And that was kind of all we knew. And we didn't know the next part of this. And that's what we learn here is that Aubrey thinks when, when, the, when the house is getting burgled, she gets knocked out as she's trying to run and she trips and she hits her head and all that. But then when, so when she wakes up and there's fire, she thinks she, she caused it. Yeah. Which is interesting. And, like, mm-hmm. of course my gut says she didn't. Like, I don't know how, and we don't have anything to say otherwise, but I'm like, no, she didn't. Yeah. Well, although, I mean, um, she slash Travis does specify that uh, the fire started on the second floor. Right. And mm-hmm. the break-in was on the first. So, so Right. So something went down. Yeah. It wasn't caused by the burglary, but something mm. happened. And it makes me think... Maybe it was her mom. Yeah, I thought about that as a possibility. It started the fire. Yeah, like not on purpose, maybe necessarily, but that something happened. Because mm-hmm. especially if the flame bright pendant was in her mom's mm-hmm. side of the family, you know what I mean? Like if her mom maybe had some yeah. of these powers too. If so, I feel like maybe by choice or by accident, it was possibly started by her mom. I had some thoughts about this. Yeah. About the, I kept calling it the Firebright Necklace. So thank you for mm-hmm. reminding me what it's actually called. Um, you got it. But I was thinking it was either it kickstarted her powers when it was being mm-hmm. taken. Mm-hmm. Like it was trying to reach out to Aubrey. Because I was, I was 100% mm. behind. Yeah, Audrey started the fire, but obviously she didn't mean to. Total accident. It was something beyond yeah. her control. Yeah. Um, 
So that thought of like reaching out to her and like, hey, you've got this, come get me. Yeah. Um, and she knocked unconscious, can't control it, there it goes. Or mm-hmm. that was the thing that was keeping her powers latent. And mm. when it changed hands, it kind of broke a safety bond mm, that was set there. And so that like awakened and now she could use her powers. Interesting. Yeah, well, that would explain potentially why her mother wanted her to take the necklace in the first place. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, a good theory. We'll have to find out more later. Because <gasps> right now, all we know is she's got this intense guilt over it, yeah. thinking that she caused mm-hmm. this fire that ended up killing her mom in this house where her family was burgled. And not only her, of course, but Ned, who did hear this story. Mm-hmm. And now also almost certainly feels an immense amount of guilt that if they hadn't been there that night, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked, um, I think this was a good solution to the question of whether or not Ned was conscious for it, that he wasn't really, because I don't know if you guys have ever had, <laughs> I don't know how much experience you have with sedation in a, a medical <laughs> context. A, okay. I have not a ton. I have more than I should, but yeah, you, you, there's a lot of times where if you're waking up from anesthesia, mm-hmm. you're conscious of everything around you. Like you can hear people talking and you know what's going on, but you can't like get it together to open your eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, that seems very realistic that especially the, the idea of his memories kind of bleeding with the reality of what was going on around him at the moment. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of melding that that's completely a thing that makes sense to me based on yeah. my experiences. I like that. Uh-huh. That does help because, right, initially I was just like, oh, so he's doing that thing that I do sometimes where I'm like, I'm awake, but, like, I don't feel like talking, so I'm just going to, like, keep my eyes closed so, like, <laughs> nobody bothers me. to be asleep to see what just, people are saying about you. I just want to hear what everybody has to say about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that a lot more. Yours makes a lot more sense. <laughs> And fits much better with this situation. I'm going to be suspicious of you forever now. Whenever I <laughs> think you'll you're never sleeping. trust that I'm actually asleep. Never. Here's oh, the no. here's the fun fact. I don't sleep. <gasps> Are you a vampire? I'm an elf. I'm meditating. Okay, she's an elf. She goes into a deep meditative stance. 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 Trance. That's the one. What? Who? And why did I? Okay, hang on. I wrote down this thing. Oh, Duck says it. Because then we do cut over to Duck, who is getting this coffee, of course. And, mm-hmm. oh, a quick sidebar. I appreciated uh, Griffin's, how he played Mama in that point, after Aubrey kind of opens mm-hmm. up to her about this. That was a very sweet moment yeah. for the two of them, where Mama yeah. doesn't know what to say, and so she doesn't really say anything. Yeah. And that's okay. It was very realistic, I think. Yeah. It just being, having that moment where she's just kind of makes physical contact and is reassuring. I thought it was really well played. And then, yeah, going off to be like, I'm going to go find our boy. Uh, And so he's out talking to Leo. Yeah, I thought this was a very interesting conversation. It was. Um, And I I don't know if I was maybe reading too much into it. And I think that's one of those things we're going to have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I I think I've said to you guys before that I'm interested in Leo. Yeah. I think there's more to him than that, than what we think there is. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And I I was very interested in, I mean, for one thing, I think it was completely justified that Leo was pretty upset about a giant sign falling on his livelihood. Absolutely. I can get with that. That seems like something that would upset you. But um, Mm -hmm. but he makes that comment, kind of an offhand comment about how he just got out of a long term gig. 
and I'm very interested to know uh, what that might have been. From New um, York. I mean, yeah, I mean, Mafia. it seems like if he... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like if he had been Pine Guard, like, Mama would have told them, so that doesn't make sure. sense, but there's right. something going on there. Right. And then that he ends it with... Um, uh, I think I wrote it down. When you find your calling in this life, it doesn't make any sense to put off doing it. That's the one. Seemed really, really targeted yeah. and specific and directed very much at Duck, especially since he adds, I don't know what Kepler would do without you. Yeah. Oh. So you're thinking... And, God, oh, go I didn't focus on that at all. I was focused <laughs> on the life bond. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at focusing on random details like that, so... That's my contribution. That's a good quote. Yeah. And like you said, like, especially saying it to Duck. Yeah. And that detail about him coming off this long gig, I hadn't really thought that much about that, but I like it. I think you're right to be kind of focusing in on that. Um, But then not only that, I I almost wonder if maybe you reminding yourself of all these little hints here, it kind of makes me think almost like... Spoilers for the Harry Potter books, but, like, when you learn that his one neighbor was a squib and, like, she knew. Mm-hmm. She knew about yeah, the, yeah. the no, Wizarding World. I was world. just thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. But she was just kind of watching out for Harry if it's some sort of mm-hmm. similar situation. Yeah. yeah. I, so think, I think there's definitely more to it. Mm-hmm. I think Leo is friends with Minerva. Mm-hmm. And Minerva does, like, a planar thing where she's not really here, but Leo fully transferred over from New York. A.K.A. not this plane. <laughs> <laughs> New York is just the 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 uh, secret word they use. Yes, because I mean, it's too house. big. You can't yeah. you can't double check. Like eh, yeah. it's probably another. That's borough. true. You can say, "Oh, I had a restaurant in New York," and nobody can tell you. You know, you didn't. That's like, true. How are you gonna know? You're not. You just believe them, or they're a terrible mm-hmm. cook. You're like, I don't believe you. <laughs> but it's not. Well, you know, maybe they didn't have it for very. And long, maybe that's you know? why their restaurant doesn't <laughs> exist in New York anymore. Exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't know where it's going yet, but it's definitely I think that I think that piece of information is yeah. is in hindsight going to seem much more important than it does now. I love it. Yeah, good mm-hmm. call. Good call. Good call. Thank you for bringing it up cuz I probably mm-hmm. would have just glided right past it and been focused on <laughs> the summon stone that he gets to now summon Leo as needed. Mm. Yeah, right. I wanted to be in the shape of a grocery cart. Aww. The stone? That's how we know. Yes. Or, like, it has, like, a marking of a grocery cart on it. So we know, because mm. I feel like he's going to end up with a bunch. He's going to have a few life bonds. <laughs> of the, know the who summon he's summoning. stones. Which Pokemon he's going to pull out. Mm-hmm. Fair. <laughs> fair. He'll have to keep them all on his belt. He'll get one of those belts where he can just, <laughs> like, you see the little Pokeballs on it. Only it'll be his summon <laughs> stones. I love it. Please He'll just it. look like he's LARPing all the time. <laughs> well, he was looking into it, so you know. By the end of was this that game, just a distraction? My God, Dewey's going to be so excited when he Dewey's sees like, it. Dewey's like, ah. <laughs> Dewey, aka uh, Andy, AKA. Andy, Andy Dewey Durland. That's the one. <laughs> uh, our, our precious boy returns. And he's from cross country snowboarding. Country snowboarding. <laughs> And this is where we learn about the Eastwood Campground and RV Park being where the call was made that they received. The warning. Yeah, that warning. And earlier when Mama was like, did you recognize it? And Justin being like, I honestly do not know. Let me <laughs> pray to Griffin Let me and pray. see. <laughs> when he said two weeks ago, I was like, how long have they been in the hospital? Not realizing that Justin was asking, like, it was two weeks it was ago. It was lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I appreciated this, though, because one of our listeners 
uh, and I'm so sorry I don't have your name at the ready right now, but pointed out that the voice reminded them of Minerva a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But so I, Griffin was kind of confirming that, no, this was not a familiar voice to Duck. Well, and then here we get another call in Ned's room. In the hospital, which is always, you don't want to get a call in a hospital. I don't like when my phone rings ever. (laughs) So I can't even imagine being in a hospital and the phone ring. I was like, I'm not answering that. Someone else can deal with that. And Aubrey does, because it's just her and Ned in the room right now, and he's out. Mm -hmm. So she picks it up. Which, I mean, in fairness to her, it could have been Kirby. It could have been, you know what I mean? It could have been somebody yeah. checking in on Ned. There's so it plenty of people sense. who would very nicely call a hospital. I just, I got those <laughs> bad vibes. And you would be right, because it is not our dear, beloved Kirby. Instead, it is, shout out to our sometimes co-host Emily. It's her boy, Mothman. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. She messaged me immediately. Oh, did- yeah. <laughs> and his name is Indrid Cold? Yeah. yeah. Did I hear that right? Okay. I think yeah. so. Yeah, that was no, that was also what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Having not seen it written, we're not quite sure how it's spelled. Yeah. But yes, Indrid mm-hmm. Cold, apparently. Gotcha. Yeah, quite a reveal. A little bit of a surprise, but I was like, oh, hey, maybe I was right about the bags being wings and being hidden. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm very good. And beefy, huge arms. <laughs> Just ridiculous. <laughs> so it turns out here are things we now know since this was the end of the episode very good reveal so uh things we now know about the mothman fucking jacked <laughs> it's the gym <laughs> totally crushing it at the gym with five his times trainer. a week hides wings in bags has cleft hooves apparently that's <laughs> or where is wearing confused. those shoes Does those the lady mothman gaga shoes <laughs> Okay, never mind. We're Lady, back. Mothman. I'm fine. I'm fine with this. <laughs> well, do you know for sure that the that the description of the individual that we saw is Mothman? Because we no. don't yet. Ooh, we don't know yeah. this, but I like. The I mean, idea it's likely but... of the bags of wings. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. I just, I really like that. The hooves. I'm just not. Re- I'm not ready to like lock it oh, in. Oh, that's Fair. for Fair. sure. Because yeah, hooves. Moths don't have yeah. hooves. Well, and that's it. I honestly hadn't considered that this was another two separate identities, that maybe the Mothman mm. is calling and somebody else, there's some other entity out there that was the one that they actually saw. So good point. I love the idea of it being the Mothman and he has mm-hmm. to like hurry to get to a store, to a phone <laughs> before they get there. <laughs> and like, for anybody who's hustle. running heels... I, like first of all, it is, it is, it takes talent. And if you're wearing those those pony shoes, you can only imagine the skill that would take. He's a talented. When your individual. wings are all bagged up, what are you gonna do besides run? <laughs> <laughs> do we have anything else we uh, uh, that we miss that we want to bring up right now? I just want the Mothman and Barclay to have some kind of a fight. Mm. Like I want them like to a, be like just, wait, like a sexy like, fight or like I mean always it went from zero to twenty two, to zero to be. sixty. I'm so glad Anne's the one that brought it up. Me um, too. But no, I was more like like they were kind of like teenage rivals. Like they used to know each when other when they were both yeah. young, young coming to this world you from Sylvain. and both of them are kind of you know. Like, Barclay has been seen. There's for sure Bigfoot sightings. Mothman is well known. Like, mm-hmm. they true. both kind of were like, ooh, I can do it and not get caught, but get caught enough that, like, people know my name. And they're just kind of like, fight, fight, fight. And then Barclay grew up and Mothman did not. So we're dealing- So you think they have a rivalry over, like, whose rep is the coolest? 
when they were kids. Who's got the better merch? And now Barclay is just like put off by him. Doesn't even want to deal with it. This is some. Here's my good lore here. Here's my bone zone. Exactly what is happening here. Here are the seeds of a fanfic that are about to just (laughs) blossom into a beautiful garden. (laughs) How good is it going to be though if all of that is true? I will be a soothsayer. You're going to be living. I wouldn't even be a part of the next podcast. I'll just be like passed out. Like, it happened. We're like, Bernie's here. She's very much like Ned. She's like here, but she's like not entirely here. I'll listen. (laughs) I'll gurgle as needed. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so, is there anything else? Any other fanfic ideas? Any other fanfic out there? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So last time we asked. If you'll all remember, our team was being watched from a distance by some masked rider, and we wanted to know what everybody, who everybody thought that creeper might be. And the most popular answer with 42% of the votes was Britpop, a.k.a. Ned's ex-boyfriend. So Ooh, Interesting. Maybe it is. Does, interesting. does Britpop know the Mothman? <laughs> He's a cool rider. He's a cool rider. At the beginning of words to that song. Whoa. Oh, I've got them all. <laughs> I do not know this song, so you guys are on your own. <laughs> it's Grease 2. This time we want to know what crew you would roll with in Grease 2. Just kidding. This time we want to know which fast food highway sign do you think is most likely to kill you? We will have that pull up over on Twitter at Romancing Zone. Also, next weekend, Anne and I will be at the Orlando and the Atlanta shows for Mabim Bam and the Adventure Zone. So if you're going to be there, look out for us. We will have pins on us. Uh, are the puppets coming? Uh, we have not decided yet, Ooh. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see who I can fit, fit in a suitcase. We we'll figure it out. Suitcase. We'll see. I, I'm somebody will probably, I will probably bring, uh, probably bring Angus, at maybe. Least at least Angus, so. yeah. yeah. So, hey, hopefully we'll see you there. And... Regardless, we will see everyone in two weeks. Until then, thanks so much for listening. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.